Look here. Before we get the little pie talk here going, I need y'all to do me a favor here. I need y'all to pin my little pie talk to y'all home screen on your cell phone, on your tablet, or on your computer. It's very easy to do. You ain't got to go into Apple and download nothing. Get them folks all y'all information. And I ain't got to spend thousands of dollars trying to build an app to put on Google Play Store or something like that. See them folks, they tracked all y'all information, your buying habits and everything. Even when they get y'all something for free, it's always terms and conditions. But Uncle Maduro wants y'all to listen to a little pie talk here and don't want y'all to go through all that trouble here. So this is all you guys to do to pin Cigar with Uncle Maduro pie talk to your home screen. The only thing you got to do is just tap it. And the latest episode or whatever you want to hear going to come up. And here's how you do it. What you do is you go to your browser. You go to my website. Y'all see what my website is. And see those three little dots in your top right hand corner? Hit on that dot. And look down there and you're going to see something that say add to home screen. Tap on that. And voila. Cigar with Uncle Maduro Pod Talk is right there on your desktop on your home screen. So when you want to listen to this thing here, you ain't got to go online and have them people searching and looking up all your information of where you've been looking online. You just tap that little icon on your uh, on your cell phone, on your tablet, on your desktop, and voila, you are automatically listening to Cigar with Uncle Maduro. Saves me money trying to build an app and putting it on them Google PlayStation stores and all that with terms and conditions. Save you a lot of privacy also. And at the same time, I say this little here, if y'all can think about considering contributing to the little pie talk here, but just the cost of a house cigar. Now, usually them house cigars anywhere from 4 to $5. But I did go down to, I think it was uh, Stanford a few weeks ago, and I paid the highest dollar amount I ever did for a house cigar. It was like $9, and the cigar wasn't worth anything. Usually when I travel with my fellas, I always like to try a house cigar. Because I can always get the brand name stuff from Roz or CI or Holt or somewhere like that. I would like to try the house cigar, the house blend from some of these big places. But that last one up was about $9. Too much to pay for a house cigar, just my opinion. But for the house, for the price of a house cigar, like I say, it went $46. Contribute to the pie talk. Because I know all my little cigar aficionados out there, people that like these cigars, you know, I know what these cigars cost. I know. And it's a little good, a little entertaining while y'all sitting there just spending a little time. So, now y'all know Uncle Maduro, he ain't got no advertisers, because advertisers are, are avoiding me like I was O.J. Simpson's best friend or something. <laughs> they ain't going to advertise on my little pod talk, but I don't, I'm not here that for that. I'm just here just to say my little piece and just to make you think about little things that you maybe you ain't thinking about, and just for entertainment purposes only. So, again, pin the pod talk to your, your, your home screen or your desktop or your tablet. Well, you can just tap on it. Don't be messing around with Google Play Store and all that kind of stuff with them people tracking y'all information. And also, again, y'all consider contributing something to a little pie talk here for the cost of a cigar. Because y'all might say, well, you know what? I want to buy Uncle Maduro a cigar today. If you want to buy Uncle Maduro a cigar today, just contribute that little bowl, $6, the cost of a house cigar, or whatever you want to contribute to one cigar to the pod talk. I sure appreciate it. Now here, y'all, let's get off into the pod talk. How y'all doing that? Sure I'd like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with Uncle Maduro. <laughs> and look at here. I got some talk here for y'all here tonight. 
before we get started, like I always like to tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And tonight, I'm smoking on this Alec Bradley Coyo. And that's C-O-Y-O-L. For all you folks out there, you can't understand Bayou Linguistics or Bayou Ebonics. <laughs> you know, I got the Louisiana education there, boy. But let me tell y'all what these folks say first about this Alec Bradley Coyo. They say the new Alec Bradley Coyo pays tribute to the rich soils that a single farm in Honduras has inspired. The Coyo farm became the inspiration behind the prime cigar blend after Alec Bradley owner Alan Rubin fell in love with the aroma and taste of the tobaccos that this special farm produces. The Alec Bradley Coyo cigars features a Honduran wrapper covering Nicaraguan and Honduran long filler leaf. The unique Coyo tobaccos in this blend produce bold, medium body goodness with flavored notes of earth, leather, spice, and fragrant notes of roasted nuts and black coffee present on the finish. This luxury cigar will offer you a one-of-a-kind smoke that you would absolutely just love. Now, let me tell y'all something. Now, I ain't fired this Alec Bradley up yet because I'm inside my house. But when I put this little pie talk on, going outside, I'm going to fire this thing up. And then I'm going to tell y'all what I think about it. But so far, it has a pretty good rating. And like I said, I ain't smoked it yet. But, uh, you know, you guys, when you go to a local cigar spot, y'all check out this Alec Bradley Coyo for yourself and see what y'all think about it, all right? But look here, I'm so eager to get y'all into this talk here tonight that we're going to take a look at. Because this is some interesting stuff that came up today that I just frankly didn't know anything about. It's called QNR. Q-Q-A-N-R. Q-A-N-R. Man, I just can't pronounce it. But this thing here was surprising to me. And I said, you know what? I got to dig deep into this thing to see what this Q and R. Because so many of the things that came up with this Q and R came up as conspiracy theory. And you know how we always like a good conspiracy theory. But most of all, fake news. You know, Donald Trump always talks about fake news. Now, I know Donald Trump can't really articulate things like Obama could. But a lot of things Trump say, Trump was right on target with. Now, I really didn't have any clue about this thing until I got off into this Q and R thing here. But what we're going to do right now, I'm going to let y'all take a listen to this. And then I'm going to come back on my end and say what I got to say about this thing. But strap your seat on because if you like conspiracy theories, you like that boy Alex Jones, stuff like that. Well, this is where a lot of that information comes from. And let me tell y'all, like I tell y'all all time about this Internet. This internet can open a whole lot of things up. Good things and bad things. And a whole lot of folks out there can't discern good things from bad things. But y'all take a listen to this on Q&I, and then we're going to come back and talk about this thing. Because let me tell y'all, y'all got to prepare y'all minds for what's coming. Not, I'm sorry, not for what so much was coming, what's already here by this mind manipulation. Okay? But I'm not going to get off into my rack because I almost did. I'm going to stop myself right now. I'm going to take my Alec Bradley Coyo. I'm going to go out on my front gear. I'm going to let y'all take a listen to this. And then we're going to come back and say a few things about it. All right? All right now. Catch y'all with y'all on the flip side. Let's take a look at QAnon. Or should I? Turning a story into truth. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence with members of the SWAT team of Broward County, Florida, on November 30, 2018. A photo of a man at the left of Pence displays a red and black Q patch used by believers of the QAnon conspiracy theory. 
The photo was tweeted, removed, and then substituted in Pence's feed. When viewers zoom in on one soldier's uniform that has a patch with a black Q on a red background, and another that is a black field with an axe and scythe crossed over one another. Detail from photo showing the QAnon patch. The black and white patch to the left has been reported to be that of the SWAT team. Regulations forbid wearing either patch, and the deputy was reprimanded and removed from the SWAT team as a result. QAnon, is a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against President Donald Trump, who is battling them, leading to a day of reckoning involving the mass arrest of journalists and politicians. No part of the theory is based on fact. Although preceded by similar viral conspiracies such as Pete Saget, the theory proper began with an October 2017 post on the anonymous image board 4chan by Q, who was presumably an American individual but most likely has become a group of people. Q claimed to have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. NBC News found that three people took the original Q post and expanded it across multiple media platforms to build internet followings for profit. QAnon was preceded by several similar anonymous 4chan posters, such as FBI Anon, HLI Anon, High Level Insider, CIA Anon, and WH Insider Anon. Q has accused many liberal Hollywood actors, Democratic politicians, and high-ranking officials of being members of the cabal. Q also claimed that Trump feigned conspiracy with Russians to enlist Robert Mueller to join him in exposing the ring and preventing a coup d'etat by Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and George Soros. Q is a reference to the Q clearance used by the U.S. Department of Energy. QAnon believers commonly tag their social media posts with the hashtag hashtag WWG1OGA, signifying the motto where we go one, we go all. QAnon adherents began appearing at Trump re-election campaign rallies in August 2018. TV and radio personality Michael Lionel Lebron, a promoter of the theory, was granted a photo opportunity with Trump in the Oval Office in August 2018. Bill Mitchell, a broadcaster who promotes QAnon, attended a White House social media summit in July 2019. At an August 2019 rally, a man warming up the crowd before Trump spoke used the QAnon motto where we go one, we go all, later denying that it was a QAnon reference. This occurred hours after the publication of a report that the FBI had determined QAnon to be a potential source of domestic terrorism, the first time the agency had so rated a fringe conspiracy theory. According to analysis conducted by Media Matters, as of August 2020, Trump had amplified QAnon messaging at least 216 times by retweeting or mentioning 129 Canon-affiliated Twitter accounts, sometimes multiple times a day. Into 2020, the number of QAnon adherents was unclear, but they had a large presence on social media, particularly Twitter. In June 2020, Q exhorted followers to take a digital soldier's oath, and many did, using the Twitter hashtag hashtag take the oath. In July 2020, Twitter banned thousands of Canon-affiliated accounts and changed its algorithms to reduce the theory's spread. A Facebook internal analysis reported in August found millions of followers across thousands of groups and pages, Facebook acted to remove and restrict QAnon activity later that month. Followers had also migrated to dedicated message boards such as Enchan and 8kun, where they organized to wage information warfare to influence the 2020 elections. Theory The Conspiracy Theory disseminated mainly by supporters of Trump as the Storm and the Great Awakening Canon's precepts and vocabulary are closely related to the religious concepts of millenarianism and apocalypticism, leading it to be sometimes construed as an emerging religious movement has been widely characterized as baseless, unhinged, and evidence-free. Its proponents have been called a deranged conspiracy cult and some of the Internet's most outre Trump fans. According to Travis View, 
who has studied QAnon and written about it extensively for the Washington Post, the essence of the theory is that there is a worldwide cabal of Satan worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians, and they control the media. They control Hollywood, and they cover up their existence, essentially. And they would have continued ruling the world, were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump in this conspiracy theory knows all about this evil cabal's wrongdoing. But one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected was to put an end to them, basically. And now we would be ignorant of this behind-the-scenes battle of Donald Trump and the US military that everyone backs him and the evil cabal were it not for Q. And what Q is is basically a poster on 4chan, who later moved to 8chan, who reveals details about this secret behind-the-scenes battle, and also secrets about what the cabal is doing and also the mass sort of upcoming arrest events through these posts. Followers of QAnon also believe that there is an imminent event known as the storm, in which thousands of people, members of the cabal, will be arrested, possibly sent to Guantanamo Bay prison or to face military tribunals, and the US military will brutally take over the country. The result of the storm will be salvation and utopia on Earth. Background October 30, 2016 On October 30, 2016, a Twitter account posting white supremacist material which said it was run by a New York lawyer falsely claimed that the New York City Police Department, NYPD, had discovered a pedophilia ring linked to members of the Democratic Party while searching through Anthony Weiner's emails. Throughout October and November 2016, WikiLeaks had published John Podesta's emails. Proponents of the theory read the emails and alleged they contained code words for pedophilia and human trafficking. Proponents also claimed that Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria was a meeting ground for satanic ritual abuse. The story was later posted on fake news websites, starting with Your News Wire, which cited a 4chan post from earlier that year. The Your News Wire article was subsequently spread by pro-Trump websites, including SubjectPolitics.com, which added the claim that the NYPD had raided Hillary Clinton's property. The conservative Daily Post ran a headline claiming the Federal Bureau of Investigation had confirmed the theory. In its most basic sense, an anon refers to any anonymous or pseudonymous internet poster. The concept of anons doing research and claiming to disclose otherwise classified information, while a key component of the QAnon conspiracy theory, is by no means exclusive to it. Before Q, a number of so-called anons also claimed to have special government access citation needed on July 2, 2016, an anonymous poster known as FBI Anon, a self-described high-level analyst and strategist who claimed to have intimate knowledge of the inner workings of the Clinton case, began offering lies about the 2016 investigation into the Clinton Foundation and claimed that Hillary Clinton would be imprisoned if Trump became president. Around that time, another figure known as HLI Anon, standing for high-level insider Anon, hosted long question-and-answer sessions, dispensing various conspiracy theories, including one that claimed Princess Diana was murdered after trying to stop the September 11th attack citation needed soon after the 2016 United States elections, two anonymous posters known only as CIA Anon and CIA in turn falsely claimed to be high-ranking CIA officers, and in late August 2017, an account called WH. Insider Anon offered a supposed preview that something that was going to go down regarding leaks that would supposedly affect the Democratic Party. Origin and Spread a person identifying as Q Clearance Patriot first appeared on the slash poll slash board of 4chan on October 28, 2017, posting in a thread titled Calm Before the Storm, a reference to Trump's cryptic description of a gathering of United States military leaders he attended as the Calm Before the Storm. The storm became QAnon parlance for an imminent event when thousands of alleged suspects will be arrested, imprisoned, and executed. 
The poster's username implied that they hold Q clearance, a United States Department of Energy security clearance required to access top-secret information on nuclear weapons and materials. A community developed around interpreting and analyzing posts attributed to Q. Among these conspiracy theorists, several individuals became minor celebrities within the community. In November 2017, Paul Ferber, Coleman Rogers, and Tracy Diaz, two 4chan moderators and a small-time YouTube creator, respectively, worked together to propagate QAnon to a wider audience. The three then created a Reddit community influential in spreading the theory through its forced closure in March 2018 for inciting violence and posting private information. QAnon subsequently spread to other social media sites, including Twitter and YouTube. Rogers and his wife, Christina Urso, launched Patriot Soapbox, a YouTube live stream dedicated to the theory, which they used to solicit donations. Its guests have included congressional candidate Lauren Boebert and a Trump campaign publicist. Posts by Q later moved to 8chan, citing concerns that the 4chan board had been infiltrated. QAnon first received attention from mainstream press in December 2017. In the early months of 2018, the conspiracy theory received traction from the mainstream right. Television host Sean Hannity and entertainer Roseanne Barr spread social media about QAnon to their followers. Radio host Alex Jones claimed to be in personal contact with Q. A demonstration by QAnon adherents at a July 2018 Trump campaign rally in Tampa marked the conspiracy theories entry into the mainstream. False claims and beliefs. See also, murder of Seth Rich conspiracy theory. HRC extradition already in motion effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective 10.30 at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. USMs will conduct the operation while NG activated. Proof check, locate a NG member and ask if activated for duty 10.30 across most major cities. Cannon's first post on the slash poll slash message board of 4chan, on October 28, 2017. A common logo used by QAnon followers. Q's posting campaign has a history of false, baseless, and unsubstantiated claims beginning with the first posts incorrectly predicting Hillary Clinton's imminent arrest and followed by more false allegations, such as claiming that North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un is a puppet ruler installed by the CIA. Q's posts have become more cryptic and vague, allowing followers to map their own beliefs onto them 56 by generating a keyboard heat map of Q's supposedly coded messages, information security researcher Mark Burnett concluded that they are not actual codes, just random typing by someone who might play an instrument and uses a QWERTY keyboard, adding that almost all the characters in the codes alternate between the left and right hands, or the characters are close to each other on the keyboard. Some of Q's other allegations include their February 16, 2018, false claim that U.S. Representative and former Democratic National Committee Chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz hired Salvadoran gang MS-13 to murder DNC staffer Seth Rich, and their March 1, 2018 apparent suggestion that German Chancellor Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter. A July 7, 2018, Article in the Daily Beast also noted that Q falsely claimed that each mass shooting is a false flag attack organized by the cabal. Other beliefs held by QAnon adherents include that Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Soros, and others are planning a coup while simultaneously involved as members of an international child sex trafficking ring. According to this idea, the Mueller investigation is actually a counter-coup led by Trump, who pretended to conspire with Russia in order to hire Mueller to secretly investigate the Democrats. Another recurring theme is that certain Hollywood stars are pedophiles, and that the Rothschild family leads a satanic cult. By interpreting the information Q feeds them, QAnon adherents come to these conclusions. On multiple occasions, Q 
has dismissed their false claims and incorrect predictions as willful misinformation, claiming that disinformation is necessary. This has led Australian psychologist Stefan Lewandowski to emphasize the self-sealing quality of the conspiracy theory, highlighting its anonymous purveyor's use of plausible deniability and noting that evidence against the theory can become evidence of its validity in the minds of believers. Author Walter Kern has described Q as an innovator among conspiracy theorists by enthralling readers with clues rather than presenting claims directly, the audience for internet narratives doesn't want to read, it wants to write. It doesn't want answers provided, it wants to search for them. QAnon theorists have touted drinking an industrial bleach, known as MMS, or Miracle Mineral Solution, as a miracle cure for COVID-19. As in Pete Sackett, QAnon followers believe that children are being abducted in large numbers to supply a child trafficking ring. By 2020, some followers began using the Twitter hashtag hashtag Save the Children, Coopting a trademark name for the child welfare organization Save the Children, leading to an August 7 statement by Save the Children on the unauthorized use of its name in campaigns. Data from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children indicates that the overwhelming majority of missing children are runaways, the second largest cause is abduction by family members, with less than 1% being non-family abductions. Identity of Q The pseudonymous identity known as Q is controlled by multiple people in cooperation. By design, anonymous image boards obscure the identities of their posters. However, those who would like to prove a consistent identity between posts while remaining anonymous can choose to use a trip code, which associates a post with a unique digital signature for any poster who knows the password. There have been thousands of these posts associated with a Q trip code, known as Q drops. The trip code associated with Q has changed several times, creating uncertainty as to the poster's continuous identity. When 8chan returned online as 8con in November 2019, to show the continuation of the Q identity, the 8con Q alluded to prior Q posts with photos of a pen and notebook, and continued to use Q's 8chan trip code. There has been much speculation about the motives and identity of Q. A range of attribution theories credit Q posts to either a military intelligence officer, Trump himself, or an alternate reality game by Cicada 3301. The Italian leftist Wuming Foundation has speculated that QAnon is inspired by the Luther Blissett persona, which leftists and anarchists used to organize pranks, media stunts, and hoaxes in the 1990s. Blissett published the novel Q in 1999. Since the Q trip code was uniquely verified by 8chan server and not reproducible on other image boards, Q was not able to post when the website went down following the 2019 El Paso shooting. This apparent conflict of interest, combined with statements by 8chan's founder Frederick Brennan, the use of a Q-collar pin by 8chan owner Jim Watkins, and Watkins's financial interest in a QAnon super PAC that advertises on 8chan, have led to widespread speculation that either Watkins or his son, 8chan's administrator Ron Watkins, knows Q's identity. Some have speculated that Jim Watkins himself is Q. Both Jim and Ron Watkins deny knowing Q's identity. In September 2020, the fact-checking website logically published the theory that Kapanon, the developer of the QMAP website and overall key QAnon figure, was a security analyst in New Jersey by the name of Jason Gelinas, the website shut down shortly thereafter. Analysis QAnon may best be understood as an example of what historian Richard Hofstadter called in 1964 the paranoid style in American politics, related to religious millenarianism and apocalypticism. The vocabulary of QAnon echoes Christian tropes the storm, the Genesis flood narrative or Judgment Day, and the Great Awakening, which evokes the historical religious Great Awakenings from the early 18th century to the late 20th century. According to one QAnon video, the battle between Trump and the Cabal is of biblical proportions, a fight for Earth, of good versus evil. 
The forthcoming reckoning is said by some QAnon supporters to be a reverse rapture which means not only the end of the world as it is now known, but a new beginning as well, with salvation and a utopia on earth for the survivors. Within less than a year of existence, QAnon became significantly recognized by the general population. According to an August 2018 Qualtrics poll for the Washington Post, 58% of Floridians were familiar enough with QAnon to have an opinion about it. Of those who had an opinion, most were unfavorable. The average score on the feeling thermometer was just above 20, a very negative rating, and about half of what other political figures enjoyed. Positive feelings toward QAnon were found to be strongly correlated with being susceptible to conspiracy thinking. According to a March 2020 Pew survey, 76% of Americans said they had never heard of QAnon, 20% had heard a little about it, and 3% said they had heard a lot. A September 2020 Pew survey of the 47% of respondents who said they had heard of QAnon found that 41% of Republicans and those who lean Republican believed QAnon is good for the country, while 7% of Democrats and those who lean Democratic believed that. Role of Anti-Semitism The conspiracy theories targeting of prominent Jewish figures like George Soros and the Rothschilds has led the Washington Post and Jewish American magazine The Forward to accuse it of containing striking anti-Semitic elements and garden-variety nonsense with racist and anti-Semitic undertones. An August 2018 Jewish Telegraphic Agency article said, although not specifically, some of Canon's archetypical elements including secret elites and kidnapped children, among others are reflective of historical and ongoing anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. The Anti-Defamation League reported that while the vast majority of Canon-inspired conspiracy theories have nothing to do with anti-Semitism, an impressionistic review of QAnon tweets about Israel, Jews, Zionists, the Rothschilds, and Soros revealed some troubling examples of anti-Semitism. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, another example of a conspiracy theory likely to have been subtly exploited by foreign intelligence services to exacerbate pre-existing weaknesses and suspicions in a national culture for the purpose of stoking internecine damage to its unity and institutions, has intersected with the QAnon conspiracy theories, with Republican QAnon fan Mary Ann Mendoza retweeting a Twitter thread about the Rothschild family, satanic high priestesses, and American presidents. Saying that the Protocols of the Elders of Zion is not a fabrication. and it certainly is not anti-Semitic to point out this fact. Mary Ann, who sits on the advisory board of Women for Trump and was scheduled to speak at the 2020 Republican convention until news came out of her Twitter activity, later denied knowing the content of the thread, although anti-Semitic references appeared in the first few tweets. Similarly, Trump has denied knowing anything about QAnon except that QAnon fans like him and love our country. By 2020, QAnon followers were advancing a theory that Hollywood elites were engaging in adrenochrome harvesting, in which adrenaline is extracted from children's blood to be oxidized into the psychoactive drug adrenochrome. Adrenochrome harvesting is rooted in anti-Semitic myths of blood libel dating to the Middle Ages, claiming that Jews murder Christian children for their blood for use in religious rituals. QAnon believers have also promoted a centuries-old anti-Semitic trope about an international banking conspiracy orchestrated by the Rothschild family. Genocide scholar Gregory Stanton has described QAnon as a Nazi group rebranded, and its theories as a rebranded version of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Appeal and Disillusionment Experts have classified Canon's appeal as similar to that of religious cults. According to an expert in online conspiracy, René DiResta, Canon's pattern of enticement is similar to that into cults in the pre-internet era where, as the targeted person was led deeper and deeper into the group's secrets, they become more and more isolated from friends and family outside of the cult. In the Internet age, QAnon virtual communities have little real-world connection with each other, but online they can number in the tens of thousands. Rachel Bernstein, an expert on cults who specializes in recovery therapy, has said, 
what a movement such as QAnon has going for it, and why it will catch on like wildfire, is that it makes people feel connected to something important that other people don't yet know about. All cults will provide this feeling of being special. There is no self-correction process within the group, since the self-reinforcing true believers are immune to correction, fact-checking, or counter-speech, which is drowned out by the cult's groupthink. Cannon's cultish quality has led some to characterize it as a possible emerging religious movement. Part of its appeal is its game-like quality, in which followers attempt to solve riddles presented in drops by connecting them to Trump speeches and tweets and other sources. Some followers use a Q-clock consisting of a wheel of concentric dials to decode clues based on the timing of drops and Trump tweets. Travis View, a researcher who studies QAnon, says that it is as addictive as a video game, and offers the player the appealing possibility of being involved in something of world historical importance. According to View, you can sit at your computer and search for information and then post about what you find, and Q basically promises that through this process, you are going to radically change the country, institute this incredible, almost bloodless revolution, and then be part of this historical movement that will be written about for generations. View compares this to mundane political involvement in which one's efforts might help to get a state legislator elected. QAnon, says View, competes not in the marketplace of ideas, but in the marketplace of realities. Nonetheless, some QAnon believers have eventually started to realize that they have been isolated from family and loved ones, and suffer loneliness because of it. For some, this is a pathway to beginning the process of divesting themselves of their cultish beliefs, while for others, the isolation reinforces the benefits they get from belonging to the cult. View says. People in the QAnon community often talk about alienation from family and friends. Though they typically talk about how Q frayed their relationships on private Facebook groups. But they think these issues are temporary and primarily the fault of others. They often comfort themselves by imagining that there will be a moment of vindication sometime in the near future which will prove their beliefs right. They imagine that after this happens, not only will their relationships be restored, but people will turn to them as leaders who understand what's going on better than the rest of us. Some Q followers break away when they recognize the content of the theories is not self-consistent, or they see that some of the content is directly aimed at getting donations from a specific audience, such as evangelical or conservative Christians. This then breaks the spell the conspiracies had over them. Others start watching Q debunking videos, one former believer says that the video saved her. Disillusionment can also come from the failure of the theory's predictions. Q predicted Republican success in the 2018 U.S. midterm elections and claimed that Attorney General Jeff Sessions was involved in secret work for Trump, with apparent tensions between them a cover. When Democrats made significant gains and Trump fired Sessions, there was disillusionment among many in the Q community. Further disillusionment came when a predicted December 5 mass arrest and imprisonment in Guantanamo Bay detention camp of Trump's enemies did not occur, nor did the dismissal of charges against Trump's former national security adviser, Michael Flynn. For some, these failures began the process of separation from the QAnon cult, while others urged direct action in the form of an insurrection against the government. Such a response to a failed prophecy is not unusual, apocalyptic cults such as Heaven's Gate, the People's Temple, the Manson Family, and Ahum Shinrikyo resorted to mass suicide or mass murder when their expectations for revelations or the fulfillment of their prophecies did not materialize. Psychologist Robert Lipton calls it forcing the end. This phenomenon is being seen among some QAnon believers. View echoes the concern that disillusioned QAnon believers might take matters into their own hands as Pete Saget believer Edgar Madison Welch did in 2016, Matthew Philip Wright did at Hoover Dam in 2018, and Anthony Cumolo did in 2019, when he murdered Mafia boss Frank Kelly, believing himself to be under Trump's protection. Prominent QAnon follower Liz Crokin, 
who in 2018 asserted that John F. Kennedy Jr. faked his death and is now Q, stated in February 2019 that she was losing patience in Trump to arrest the supposed members of the child sex ring, suggesting that the time was approaching for vigilante justice. Other QAnon followers have adopted the Kennedy theory, asserting that a Pittsburgh man named Vincent Fusca is Kennedy in disguise and would be Trump's 2020 running mate. Some attended 2019 Independence Day celebrations in Washington expecting Kennedy to appear. Role in U.S. Elections Hiding the Q at Trump campaign rally Man wearing We Are Q shirt at Trump rally in New Hampshire QAnon supporters claim that they were asked to cover up their Q identifiers and other canon-related symbols at a Trump campaign rally in Manchester, New Hampshire, on August 15, 2019. Although one person who was asked to turn his Q shirt inside out when he entered the rally identified the person who asked him to do so as a Secret Service agent, the agency denied this was the case, saying in an email to the Washington Post, the U.S. Secret Service did not request, or require, attendees to change their clothing at an event in New Hampshire. QAnon supporters also claim that their visibility at Trump rallies has been suppressed for months. Trump campaign video. In August 2019, a video posted online by Women for Trump late in July was reported to include QS on two campaign signs. The first sign, which said Make America Great Again, had a Q tape to it in the corner. The other side, Women for Trump had the OS in Women and Four pasted over with QS. The images which included the altered signs were clearly taken at a Trump campaign rally, which have increasingly attracted adherents of the QAnon conspiracy theory, so it is unknown if those particular signs were selected for inclusion deliberately or not. The video has since been taken down. QAnon accounts spreading Trump's disinformation. In July 2020, Business Insider reported that according to Media Matters for America, a left-leaning media monitoring group, the Trump re-election campaign relied on a network of canon-related accounts to spread disinformation and propaganda on social media, including Twitter. An analysis of 380,000 tweets sent between early April and the end of May 2020, and another of the most popular words used by 1,000 accounts, showed that the QAnon network is playing a key role in generating and spreading Trump's propaganda. 2019 Congressional Candidates Two people who declared themselves as Republican congressional candidates in 2019 expressed interest in QAnon theories. Matthew Lusk, a Florida candidate, told the Daily Beast he was not a brainwashed cult member, although he said QAnon theories are a legitimate something and constitute a very articulate screening of past events, a very articulate screening of present conditions, and a somewhat prophetic divination of where the political and geopolitical ball will be bouncing next. Danielle Stella, running as a Republican to unseat Ilhan Omar in Minnesota, wore a Q necklace in a photo she tweeted and twice used the hashtag hashtag WWG1OGA, a reference to the QAnon motto where we go one, we go all. Her Twitter account liked responses from QAnon believers who acknowledged the necklace, and the account follows some prominent QAnon believers. A former campaign aide asserted that Stella was merely posing as a QAnon believer to attract voter support. 2020 U.S. Electoral Candidates Joe Ray Perkins, the 2020 Republican Senate candidate in Oregon, tweeted a video on the night of her May primary victory showing her holding a WWG Wanoga sticker and stating, I stand with President Trump. I stand with Q and the team. Thank you Anons, and thank you Patriots. And together, we can save our republic. She expressed regret at having later deleted the video on the advice of a political consultant. The following month she tweeted a video of her taking the digital soldier's oath that Q had requested followers to do three days earlier. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a businesswoman, won an August 2020 runoff to become the GOP nominee in the heavily Republican 14th Congressional District in Georgia. Months into the Trump presidency, she had stated in a video, 
there's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to take this global cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles out, and I think we have the president to do it. She has also made racist and anti-Semitic statements, which resulted in Republican leaders such as Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalas to condemn her remarks. President Trump endorsed her candidacy the day after her nomination, characterizing her as a future Republican star and a real winner. After Green won a primary runoff election in Georgia in August Illinois Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger denounced QAnon, calling it a fabrication. Trump campaign staffer Matt Wolking responded aggressively to the congressman, saying that he should condemn the Steele dossier and conspiracy theories promoted by Democrats. On June 30, 2020, incumbent Republican U.S. Representative Scott Tipton lost a primary for Colorado's 3rd Congressional District to Lauren Boebert in an upset. Boebert expressed tentative support for QAnon in an interview, but after winning the primary, attempted to distance herself from those statements, saying I'm not a follower. In July 2020, Business Insider reported that, at least 10 GOP congressional candidates have signaled their support for the QAnon movement. Responses by Donald Trump According to analysis conducted by Media Matters, through August 20, 2020, Trump had amplified QAnon messaging at least 216 times by retweeting or mentioning 129 Canon-affiliated Twitter accounts, sometimes multiple times a day. On August 19, 2020, Trump was asked about QAnon during a press conference, he replied, I don't know much about the movement, other than I understand they like me very much. Which I appreciate. But I don't know much about the movement. Though QAnon has been described as a potential domestic terror threat by the FBI, Trump described QAnon adherents as people who love our country. When a reporter asked Trump if he could support a theory that says Trump is secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals, he responded, well, I haven't heard that, but is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? Presidential candidate Joe Biden responded by saying that Trump was aiming to legitimize a conspiracy theory that the FBI has identified as a domestic terrorism threat. On three occasions during 2019 and 2020, Trump's deputy chief of staff and social media director Dan Scavino tweeted ticking clock memes used by QAnon believers to signify the countdown until the storm. Responses by Mike Pence On August 21, 2020, Vice President Mike Pence said that he doesn't know anything about QAnon except that it is a conspiracy theory that he dismisses out of hand. But when asked whether he would acknowledge the administration's role in giving oxygen to the theory, Pence shook his head and said, give me a break. Also in August 2020, Pence said that the problem with the press asking about QAnon and about anyone's apparent efforts to encourage it is that the press is asking the wrong questions, chasing shiny objects. Texas Republican Party Slogan In August 2020, the New York Times suggested that the Texas Republican Party had chosen a new slogan taken directly from QAnon. Texas Republican Party officials strongly denied this and claimed that the slogan, We Are the Storm, was inspired by a biblical passage and has no connection to QAnon. Responses by Congress On August 25, Democrat Tom Malinowski and Republican Denver Riggleman introduced a bipartisan resolution in the U.S. House of Representatives condemning QAnon and rejecting its conspiracy theories. Malinowski stated, our aim is a fully bipartisan congressional repudiation of this dangerous, anti-Semitic, conspiracy-mongering cult that the FBI says is radicalizing Americans to violence. Influence. Reactions. Q-bumper sticker textured with the United States flag, representing QAnon. On November 26, 2017, President Donald Trump retweeted a tweet from Twitter account at Megapill, a self-styled official President Donald Trump accomplishment list and a major proponent of the conspiracy theory, less than a month after QAnon first started posting. On December 28, 
the Russian government-funded television network RT aired a segment discussing QAnon revelations, referring to the anonymous poster as a secret intelligence operative inside the Trump administration known by QAnon. Although Russia was not involved in Canon's origins, Russian state media such as RT and Sputnik have been amplifying QAnon theories since 2019, citing them as evidence that the United States is riven by internal strife and division. On March 13, Cheryl Sullinger, vice president of anti-abortion group Operation Rescue, referred to QAnon as a small group of insiders close to President Donald J. Trump and called his internet postings the highest level of intelligence to ever be dropped publicly in our known history. On March 15, Kiev-based Rabochea Gazeta, the official newspaper of the Communist Party of Ukraine, published an article calling QAnon a military intelligence group. On March 31, U.S. actress Roseanne Barr appeared to promote the conspiracy theory, which was subsequently covered by CNN, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. While the conspiracy theory was initially promoted by Alex Jones and Jerome Corsi, it was reported by Right Wing Watch that they had both ceased to support QAnon by May 2018, declaring the source to now be completely compromised. However, in August 2018, Corsi reversed course and stated that he will comment on and follow QAnon when QAnon is bringing forth news, adding that in the last few days, QAnon has been particularly good. On June 28, 2018, a Time magazine article listed the anonymous Q among the 25 most influential people on the Internet in 2018. Counting more than 130,000 related discussion videos on YouTube, Time cited the wide range of this conspiracy theory and its more prominent followers and spreading news coverage. On July 4, the Hillsborough County Republican Party shared on its official Facebook and Twitter accounts a YouTube video on QAnon, calling QAnon a mysterious anonymous inside leaker of deep state activities and counter-activities by President Trump. The posts were then deleted. On August 1, 2018, following the en masse presence of QAnon supporters at the July 31 Trump rally in Tampa, Florida, MSNBC News anchors Hallie Jackson, Brian Williams, and Chris Hayes dedicated a portion of their respective television programs to the conspiracy theory. PBS NewsHour also ran a segment dedicated to the conspiracy theory the following day. On August 2, Washington Post editorial writer Molly Roberts stated, the storm QAnon truthers predict will never strike because the conspiracy that obsesses them doesn't exist. But while they wait for it, they'll try to whip up the winds, and the rest of us will struggle to find shelter. On August 4, former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer was asked to comment on the conspiracy theory in his Ask Me Anything session on the slash r slash the Donald subreddit. In response to the question is Q legit, Spicer answered no. On August 24, President Donald Trump hosted William Lionel Lebron, a leading promoter of QAnon, in the Oval Office for a photo op. On July 4, 2020, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn posted a video to his Twitter account of him leading others in an oath with the QAnon motto, where we go one, we go all. 160 Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, denied the oath related to QAnon, saying it was merely a statement engraved on a bell on John F. Kennedy's sailboat. However, during preceding days numerous QAnon followers had taken the same so-called digital soldier oath on Twitter, using the same hashtag take the oath hashtag as Flynn had. Incidents Tucson Cement Plant Incident In May 2018, Michael Lewis Arthur Meyer live-streamed a Facebook video from the site of a Tucson cement plant, asserting, this is a child sex trafficking camp that no one wants to talk about, that no one wants to do nothing about. The video was viewed 650,000 times over the ensuing week. Tucson police inspected the plant without finding evidence of criminal activity. Meyer then occupied a tower on the property for nine days, until reaching agreement with police to leave. 
he later returned to the tower in July, whereupon he was arrested for trespassing. Meyer referenced QAnon and the hashtag WWG1UGA hashtag on his Facebook page. Hoover Dam Incident Matthew Wright's armored vehicle used to block a bridge over the Hoover Dam in Nevada. On June 15, 2018, Matthew Philip Wright of Henderson, Nevada, was arrested on terrorism and other charges for driving an armored truck, containing an AR-15 and handgun, to the Hoover Dam and blocking traffic for 90 minutes. He said he was on a mission involving QAnon, to demand that the Justice Department release the OIG report on the conduct of FBI agents during the investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. Since a copy of the Office of the Inspector General report had been released the day before, the man had been motivated by a Q-drop which claimed the released version of the report had been heavily modified and that Trump possessed a more damning version but had declined to release it. In video recorded inside his armored truck, Wright expressed disappointment that Trump had not honored a duty to lock certain people up, asking him to uphold your oath. Targeting of Michael Avenatti On July 29, 2018, Q posted a link to Stormy Daniels' attorney Michael Avenatti's website and photos of his Newport Beach, California, office building, along with the message, Buckle up. The anonymous poster then shared the picture of an as-of-yet unidentified man, appearing to be holding a cell phone in one hand, and a long, thin object in the other, standing in the street near Avenatti's office, adding that a message had been sent. This sparked an investigation by the Newport Beach Police Department. On July 30th, Avenatti asked his Twitter followers to contact the Newport Beach Police Department if they have any details or observe the man in the picture. Harassment of Jim Acosta At a Trump rally in Tampa, Florida on July 31, 2018, Trump supporters exhibited hostile behavior toward CNN Chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta. Exponents of canon-related theories were at the rally. The next day, David Martosko of the Daily Mail asked White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders whether the White House encouraged the support of QAnon fringe groups. Sanders denounced any group that would incite violence against another individual, without specifically responding to the QAnon mention. Sanders added that President Trump certainly doesn't support groups that would support that type of behavior. Grass Valley Charter School Fundraiser the Blue Marble Jubilee fundraising event at Grass Valley Charter School in Grass Valley, California scheduled for May 11, 2019, was canceled as a precaution after a tweet by former FBI head James Comey on April 27 using the hashtag hashtag 5 jobs I've had, in which the first letters of the jobs were GVCSF, was interpreted by QAnon followers as a veiled reference to the Grass Valley Charter School Foundation, suggesting that Comey planned to stage a false flag terror attack at the event, the hashtag was also interpreted by QAnon adherents as an anagram of five jihads, and the timestamp on the post was related to the 9-11 attacks. The police and the FBI received warnings, in addition to the school, which decided not to take the risk of internet vigilantes attending to guard the place, as a police sergeant put it. Murder of Frank Kelly Anthony Cumolo of Staten Island, New York, was charged with the March 2019 murder of Gambino crime family underboss Frank Kelly. According to his defense attorney, Cumolo had become obsessed with QAnon theories, believing Kelly was a member of a deep state, and was convinced he was enjoying the protection of President Trump himself to place Kelly under citizen's arrest. Confronting Kelly outside his Staten Island home, Cumolo allegedly shot Kelly ten times. At his first court appearance, Cumolo displayed QAnon symbols and phrases and mega forever scrawled on his hand in pen 179-180. Cumolo had also posted material on Instagram praising Fox News personalities such as Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Janine Pirro. FBI Domestic Terrorism Assessment 
an FBI intelligence bulletin memo from the Phoenix field office dated May 30, 2019 identified cannon-driven extremists as a domestic terrorism threat, the first time a fringe conspiracy theory had been labeled as such. The memo cited a number of arrests related to QAnon, some of which had not been publicized before. According to testimony before Congress in May by the assistant director of the FBI's counterterrorism director, Michael G. McGarrity, the Bureau divides domestic terrorism threats into four primary categories, racially motivated violent extremism, anti-government-slash-anti-authority extremism, animal rights-slash-environmental extremism, and abortion extremism, which includes both pro-choice and anti-abortion extremists. The fringe conspiracy theory threat is closely related to the anti-government-slash-anti-authority subject area. According to the May memo, this is the first FBI product examining the threat from conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists and provides a baseline for future intelligence products. The FBI assesses these conspiracy theories very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve in the modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individual extremists to carry out criminal or violent acts. An underreported canon-related incident was mentioned in the memo, the arrest of a California man on December 19, 2018 with bomb-making materials in his car, which he intended to use to blow up a satanic temple monument in the Springfield, Illinois capital rotunda in order to make Americans aware of Pete Sackett and the New World Order, who were dismantling society. Reactions from QAnon followers ranged from suggesting that the memo was a fake, calling for the firing of FBI Director Christopher A. Ray for working against Trump, to the idea that the memo was actually a wink and a nod way of attracting attention to the conspiracy theory, and tricking the media into asking Trump about it. At a Trump re-election rally some hours after the existence of the memo was revealed, founder of the walkaway campaign Brandon Straka, a gay man who claims to have been a liberal Democrat but is now a Trump supporter, in a warm-up speech before Trump addressed the crowd, used one of Cannon's primary rallying cries, where we go one, we go all, WWG Wanoga. A videographer found numerous QAnon supporters in the crowd, identified by their QAnon shirts showing large QS or WWG Wanoga. Digital Soldiers Conference In August 2019, a Digital Soldiers Conference was announced for the following month in Atlanta. The stated purpose was to prepare patriotic social media warriors for a coming digital civil war. The announcement for the event prominently displayed AQ spelled in stars on the blue field of an American flag. Scheduled speakers for the event included former Trump aides Michael Flynn and George Papadopoulos, as well as Gina Loudon, a Trump friend and member of his campaign media advisory board, singer Joy Villa, and Bill Mitchell, a radio host and ardent Trump supporter 185-186 The host of the event, Rich Granville, is CEO of Yippie Incorporated, a firm that markets the Yippie search engine, which they assert is free of censorship of conservative views, characterizing it as an intelligence enterprise with high-level White House connections. He told a reporter, you don't know who you're fucking with and denied the Q flag was a reference to QAnon, though he had had numerous references to QAnon on his Twitter account. Kidnapping Incidents In December 2019, Cynthia Abkug was arrested and charged in Colorado with conspiracy to commit second-degree kidnapping of one of her children who had been removed from her custody. Her other daughter reported to police that Abkug had been collaborating with an armed male who was definitely part of this group QAnon, that her mother had gone to QAnon meetings and believed that the child had been taken by evil Satan worshippers and pedophiles. On March 20, 2020, Neely Blanchard was arrested and charged with kidnapping and custodial interference after taking her two daughters who had been in the sole legal custody of their grandmother. Blanchard had made multiple social media posts promoting QAnon including memes and pictures of her wearing QAnon shirts at rallies for President Trump. She also has taken actions connected with the sovereign citizen movement. Tintagel Flag 
In January 2020, John Mappin, also affiliated with Turning Point UK, began to fly a Q flag at the Camelot Castle Hotel near to Tintagel Castle in England 190 advocacy group Hope Not Hate said, Mappin is an eccentric figure, considered outlandish even by his fringe right-wing peers. This childish ploy is a weak attempt at getting attention for himself and his marginal Turning Point UK organization, and is better off being ignored. Jessica Prim Arrest In April 2020, Jessica Prim was arrested carrying several knives after live-streaming her attempt to take out presidential nominee Joe Biden. Prim was arrested in New York City on a pier where she appeared to have been trying to get to the U.S. Navy hospital ship Comfort. There were QAnon conspiracies revolving around the ship believing it to be used by a cabal of pedophiles. During her arrest, Prim was shown reportedly crying and asked police have you guys heard about the kids. Prior to the arrest, Prim created a Facebook post stating that Hillary Clinton and Biden need to be taken out and that Hillary Clinton and her assistant, Joe Biden and Tony Podesta need to be taken out in the name of Babylon. Prim wrote. I can't be set free without them gone. Wake me up. Prim's Facebook page was filled with references to QAnon. She encouraged her Facebook followers to check out QAnon clues. In a video posted just hours before her arrest, Prim ranted about a video that she believed depicted Hillary Clinton and an aide murdering a child. Michael Flynn swears an oath using QAnon slogan. Over the 4th of July weekend in 2020, Michael Flynn the former Lieutenant General, head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, and national security advisor to Donald Trump posted a video online in which he is seen leading a small group in a generic oath of office, similar to that used to swear in members of Congress. At the end of the generic oath, Flynn and the group recite the QAnon slogan where we go one, we go all. Analyst says that the oath is part of the QAnon attempt to organize digital soldiers for the political and social apocalypse they see coming. Flynn's apparent declaration of allegiance to QAnon makes him the most prominent former government official to endorse the conspiracy theory, although Donald Trump has tweeted various canon-related phrases without actually mentioning the movement. OANN White House Correspondent In July 2020, the media watchdog Media Matters reported that Chanel Ryan the chief White House correspondent for the One America News Network had appeared on a QAnon streaming program and asserted Q's existence, stating Q is anonymous for a reason, for a very good reason, and I think that people need to respect that. Aggravated Assault in Texas On August 12, 2020, Cecilia Celeste Fulbright was arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in Waco, Texas. Fulbright chased and rammed into another car whose driver she claimed was a pedophile and had kidnapped a girl for human trafficking. She had made many posts online relevant to QAnon theory and sent a text message to a friend stating the belief that President Trump was literally taking down the cabal and the pedophile ring. 2020 Western United States Wildfires as wildfires spread across large parts of California, Oregon, and Washington in September 2020, false rumors spread on social media that Antifa activists were deliberately setting fires and preparing to loot property that was being evacuated. Some residents refused to evacuate based on the rumors, choosing to defend their homes from the alleged invasion. Authorities pleaded with residents to ignore the false rumors. A firefighters union in Washington state described Facebook as an absolute cesspool of misinformation on the topic. QAnon followers participated in the misinformation, with one false claim that six Antifa activists had been arrested for setting fires amplified by Q specifically. Days earlier, President Trump and Attorney General Bill Barr had amplified false social media rumors of preceding months that planes and buses full of Antifa activists were preparing to invade communities, allegedly funded by George Soros. On online platforms. Publishing of personal information. On March 14, 2018, Reddit banned one of its communities discussing QAnon, slash r slash cbts underscore stream, 
for encouraging or inciting violence and posting personal and confidential information. Following this, some followers moved to Discord. Several other communities were formed for discussion of QAnon, leading to further bans on September 12, 2018 in response to these communities inciting violence, harassment and the dissemination of personal information, which led to thousands of adherents regrouping on vote, a Switzerland-based Reddit clone that has been described as a hub for the alt-right. QDrops app An app called QDrops which promoted the conspiracy theory was published on the Apple App Store and Google Play. It became the most popular paid app in the entertainment section of Apple's online store in April 2018, and the 10th most popular paid app overall. On July 15, 2018, Apple pulled the app after an inquiry from NBC News. Trump retweets QAnon video. On September 9, 2019, United States President Donald Trump retweeted a video from the Canon promoting Twitter account The Dirty Truth. The video featured future director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe criticizing former FBI director James Comey. Shortly after Christmas 2019, Trump retweeted over one dozen QAnon followers. Facebook removal of Canon-related content. On May 5, 2020, Facebook announced its removal of five pages, 20 accounts, and six groups linked to individuals associated with the QAnon network as part of an investigation into suspected coordinated inauthentic behavior ahead of the 2020 United States election. On August 19, Facebook launched a significant expansion of its dangerous individuals and organizations policy and takedown actions against QAnon, as a result of some of the actions we've already taken, we've removed over 790 groups, 100 pages, and 1,500 ads tied to QAnon from Facebook, blocked over 300 hashtags across Facebook and Instagram, and additionally imposed restrictions on over 1,950 groups and 440 pages on Facebook and over 10,000 accounts on Instagram. Twitter removal of QAnon content. On July 21, 2020, Twitter announced it was banning over 7,000 accounts in connection with the QAnon conspiracy theory for coordinated amplification of fake news and conspiracy theories. In a press release, Twitter said, We've been clear that we will take strong enforcement action on behavior that has the potential to lead to offline harm. In line with this approach, this week we are taking further action on so-called QAnon activity across the service. It also said that the actions may apply to over 150,000 accounts. Woo, doggy, what y'all think about that? QAnon. Now, you know what? When I was on my front gear out there smoking on this Alec Bradley, I got to think it to myself. You know what? Back in the day, it was back in 1938, it was this guy by the name of Orson Welles. He was a young Orson Welles. And this kind of got to my figuring because got thinking about Uncle Wooly back down there in the country. We ain't has no TV, but we had that radio. And even though I wasn't born in 1938, I still heard about this. And I also heard a replay of it. But back in 1938, a young Orson Welles on his radio show, you know, radio was kind of new back then. So like this internet is new today. Well, Orson Welles did this radio show one night. It was called War of the Worlds. And it was a story that he had written about the aliens coming down. And the aliens has taken over the planet. We're being invaded. And let me tell you, man, Orson Welles told that story so good, it caused mass hysteria here in the United States. Now, this was just a story that Orson Welles created on the radio to entertain folks. 
and folks took it for the truth. And mass hysteria just took off. People thought we were being invaded by space aliens. And y'all kind of wonder why the government and everybody keep that Area 54 under wraps. Why they don't tell y'all about the aliens flying up through the sky and all that kind of stuff like that. Because they know it would cause mass hysteria. Just like Orson Welles done. Go back and listen to that. Go on your little internet and type in War of the Worlds. 1938 Orson Welles. And listen to it for yourself. Now, notice the comparison that I'm talking about here. I'm talking about that a young radio, just like this thing here, fairly young internet. How people just ran with that story. And now you see the stuff like QA Norm. They creating these fake stories too. Now, they're not creating these stories saying that this is the gospel truth. Only thing they doing is just creating entertainment to them. But what has happened is this thing done got out of hand. It done got out of hand that now folks thinking that these, these stories, that these image boards are creating are the truth. This is where the problem lie is at. That we take this thing for the truth. Just like they took that Orson Welles War of the World. Now I think they also made a movie. If y'all don't want to listen to it. There also was a movie, and I think that boy uh, Tom Cruise was in it. It was called War of the Worlds. It was in New York City. That was a pretty good little show there, too. But if you go back and listen to the, 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 the real content of what I'm saying, and I'm trying to relate this internet thing to, and these stories these folks are committing, uh, writing, it's just like what Orson Welles did. It was just a story. But see, now these folks, is everything gets addicted. See, they see now that if they create these first these fake stories, that it'll propagate. People believe anything now these days. You put it on the internet. Like that commercial say, I heard it on the internet. On the internet? Yeah, on the internet. We get all these fake stories about our politicians. We get all these fake stories about everything. And like I say, it ain't these folks intent to make fake stories, but they know fake stories are infected because people are bombarded by so many informations on this internet that they don't even do research anymore. They should believe anything somebody say. And let me tell you, man, it is so much to this thing here. It's like a big wormhole. You know, like we get on YouTube and you go down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Well, let me tell you something, man. If you get online and you investigate this QA non thing, it goes deep. I remember the first time when I heard about that Pizzagate thing, they were, some folks were telling me about it. I thought them folks was dead serious. I think that I thought it was a pizza ring somewhere in New York City that was in this basement where they was trafficking kids and all kind of nefarious uh, things going on. But let me tell you something, that wasn't real. Now I'm finding out this was just fake news. And Donald Trump talked about this stuff. All the stuff about Hillary Clinton's uh, emails and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff was just fake news. We're talking about the Russian hackers and all that kind of stuff like that. No doubt about it that the Russians probably was hacking into the election on Facebook and all that kind of stuff like that. But that's probably ain't no more than what America do. It ain't like we don't mess around other folks' elections. <laughs> what, you, what you mad about that for? But the big thing about it is... Some of these conspiracy theories that were started with this QAnon and the likes of the folks that's on this image board. 
and people has taken this information for the truth. But the bad and the sad thing about it is a lot of these conspiracy, or not so much conspiracy theories, but a lot of these uh, fake stories that this QAnon creators has created when the mass media, legit, supposed to be legit media journalist folks, picks up this stuff and run with it like it's the truth. And then you get politicians, politicians where they pattern uses this using this fake news to create fake narrative to persecute people. Now, like I say, a lot of folks out there don't like Donald Trump. But let me tell you something. Donald Trump was on to something. He was telling y'all something in his own kind of way. That's like me. I'm not a very good speaker. I just do what I think I can do. But you take somebody who got the more pretty words, they can con you into anything. And when folks can take a good story and turn it into the truth and it ain't nothing but a lie and then have people propagate it, this is where we at in America today. It's so much information and news out there much, true and false, that we don't know what the truth is. But I think to myself, sometimes I say, do we know what the truth is or do we actually don't look for the truth? And I think that's what it is. I think we have turned into a talking point society. You know, talking points where the, the bullet points and that's what people say and that's what people regurgitate to other folks. You know, go back and listen to my earlier podcast when I talk about uh, Edward Bernays, who was the king of propaganda. Now, he was doing it with just a paper and pencil. But this internet thing here didn't open a whole world up. And the make so, so so bad about it is you have folks overseas in other countries how they are creating these fake stories and narratives, and the American people is believing it. Like I tell y'all, we're turning on each other. Ain't no bombs dropped in our country. We getting bombarded with fake news. We getting bombarded with fake viruses. We getting bombarded with all this crazy stuff without a missile hitting, and we turn on each other. We got the Black Lives Matter folks out there marching up and down the street. And you got other folks who didn't who didn't um, uh, usurp their movement and got involved with it. That's tearing things up, marching in streets, taking over cities, talking about burning stuff down. All because of all this fake news and where this stuff started. These fake narratives. See, these politicians and these journalists, you got to watch what you do. You can't propagate this fake news because you got some simple-minded folks out there going to believe this stuff. Now, let me tell you something. Pizza Gate, some of this other stuff in there, and that they talked about here in this QAnon, I believed a lot of this stuff. Now, I didn't believe, believe like it was the gospel truth, but I believed it because I heard it so much on the internet and from other people that I talked to, and then it wasn't even true. You know, this, I mean, it was, it was this, these stories that we have been bombarded with as the truth is almost like that boy Walt Disney making up them Walt Disney stories and fairy tales or uh, what's that boy who make the Marvel movies the guy who make all the Marvel movies like Jessica Jones and all Flash Gordon and the Arrow and all that kind of stuff you know or even like L. Ron Hubbard L. Ron Hubbard makes his own religious guy was a science fiction writer and he makes up his own religion but this is how, this, how these conspiracy theories, how these fake stories are getting out now. People have turned into the gospel truth. Like they were telling y'all when Pence went to Florida. Pence went to Florida standing right next to a SWAT guy and he had the QR patch on. 
Now, this is a SWAT person. He listened to this QAnon, these fake news stuff, and he believed in it. And this guy has the power to have a gun in his hand. And he believed in all this fake news stuff. I'm telling y'all, we have in America, freedom of speech is a beautiful thing. But what has came down to freedom of speech is being turned on us. See, we, we're not taking it from just freedom of speech. Now we want to, now we want to, um, now we want to press our opinions on somebody else. If somebody don't do what we tell them to do or we want them to do, then we get mad at them and we want to shut them down off the internet. That's the reason why my little pie talk here, that's why I'm not on no internet. That's why I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagrams. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on that stuff because I want to be able to bring what's in my mind to post without somebody trying to shut me down because they say I'm violating some kind of code. Look, I'm old school. I'm from the old days. I don't know nothing about all this gender pronouns and all this kind of stuff like that. I got to have my freedom of speech, and this is my freedom of speech. And my freedom of speech is having my own platform. But what we're talking about right here is we're talking about some of these conspiracy theories. Y'all got to, you know, people has made a living like that, like that boy on, on the internet. I said his name once, but I'm not going to say his name again because I'm just going to be saying people's name on my little pie talk here. That's just my policy. But he done made millions and millions of dollars propagating fake news. And I see where he get a lot of his fake news from now. He gets his fake news from this QAnon. He's been on all kind of pocket. And I, I love his show. His show is called InfoWars. I ain't going to say his name, but his show is called InfoWars. This is where he get all his propaganda from. Fake news stories like this. And he has millions of people goes to his internet podcast and listen to him spitting out all that old fake news that's come from places like this. And people believe him. But you know what? I really don't blame him. You know, hey, you know, it's his pod talk. Is Q&A is their message board. If people want to go on there and read those fake stories and take it as a gospel truth, then, hey, that's on them. But the problem is when they take these stories and it comes back out here in the real, real world and they want to press their opinions on somebody else or, or, or they want to persecute somebody because of these fake news stories. And like I say, you have to blame the media, the journalists. You got to blame them, too. You got to blame the politicians too. This thing is going all ahead with these conspiracy theories. You don't know what the truth is. You really don't. You don't know what the truth is. Everybody just sitting around just telling lies, just lying. Everybody sitting around telling lies. And then y'all gets on them Facebooks and y'all gets on them Twitters and y'all propagate these lies. And then they get ingrained inside your head. You take them for the gospel truth. Then you get out there and start marching in the street. You start voting certain kind of ways. You start trying to shut folks, other folks' opinions down. All because of these fake news that somebody in some other country that sat around and made up and, 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 and propagated over here in the United States and sit back and watching the United States laugh at each other, laugh, laughing at us. <laughs> Look at the fools. They believe that stuff and they laughing. And to make it so bad is if information is, is a beautiful thing. That's what the, is, it, this internet is all about. It's all about information. But you have to be smart when you listen, when you listen to these things. 
If it's something you won't believe, you have to research it. You have to look into it. You don't know who's telling you the truth no more. You don't. You don't know who's telling you the truth no more. Because everybody's on this end. Everybody got, and not just the journalists, not just the politicians, and, and they, and they, um, you know, and they, um, and they publicists, not just them. You got regular folks like me. Regular folks like me getting on YouTube, getting their little pie talks and they little YouTube channel, and they regurgitating all this fake news. They regurgitating old news. They regurgitating things just to keep this whole thing all messed up. And like I say, it's a shame in this country. It's a shame in this country. When I was a little fella, yes, I wanted to be rich. That's what this country's all about. That's why folks want to come to this country. Because no matter what all laws we got, everything we got, you still have a chance, a better chance in this country. But now we just eating each other up. Other countries making fake conspiracy stories, dropping them off over here and got us fighting against one another. And the folks that's supposed to be leading us, that we vote off as a leaders, they using these propaganda stories. Now let me tell you something. Now they talk about the Illuminati, right? Now as I read go through here, I was looking at something the other day now. To me, the Illuminati is fake news. Yes, there's a group about that. Now there's, let me tell you something right now. There's all kind of groups out here. Yes, there is secret societies. Yeah, it is. It's the truth. Yeah, you, you, you have groups that pretty much runs the monetary system. That's true. It's human nature to try to control things and to control people. And when you give people power, you give them control. That's what you see in this country with this virus thing here. Where you have these mayors and these governors flexing their power, their control. To control now America a free society. A free society. Supposed to be. Like I tell y'all, we ain't free because you got a million laws on the book. You can't spit on spit on the sidewalk of police say they can arrest you. So we are living in a country with the illusion of freedom. Cause the folks come to my door right now and arrest me for anything they want to. They can arrest me for anything they want to right now. You ain't free in this country. There's a price to pay for everything. So don't believe you are free. But what you are, you are living in a great country. No matter what all the flaws, you go to any country, it's going to be flaws. Any country you go to is going to be flaws. But it's the only country I know. And I don't want to see this country torn apart because people from other countries are making fake news out here and the stupid American people believing it and you got politicians pandering, using fake news to control the people and to get the people all around to fight against each other. Other folks that came into our houses like these propaganda people here queuing on and the poison the well. And sitting back and watching us fight each other. Like I tell y'all before, 
Donald Trump is our president right now. You stick with your president. This America is inside our home. You don't let the outside world come in and break up your home. You may have disagreements with your family, but you fight with your family inside your home. But we have been invaded. Folks then use this internet thing here to invade the minds of a free society, per se, like America. To turn us against each other. Turn us against each other. And y'all on these fake Facebooks just telling all y'all information. Spread lies. That's why they use Facebook and all that. Use Facebook and Twitter, all that to spread their lies. And you American folks, we believe it. Then we get to fight amongst each other. What color is Kim Kardashian dress? I don't know, it's blue. No, it was pink. What didn't happen to this country? What's going on like with this thing here y'all to listen to? It's like somebody coming into your house. Like coming in your house, going in your bedroom, telling your wife one thing. And then going, coming out your bedroom, going in the garage, telling your husband one thing. And then sneaking in your kid's bedroom and telling your kids one thing. Now they got all y'all in y'all house fight against each other. And they sitting on the front porch drinking a cool glass of iced tea that y'all didn't pay for while y'all fight each other. With all these lies and propaganda. You know what they say, if you can't be the man with your fist, you be the man with your mind. You all thinking. And that's what all these conspiracy theories is, that they propagated our American system, our American minds, turn us against each other. Oh, slavery. Oh, the Holocaust. Oh, 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 this, oh, that. They got us just fighting against each other. Things happen in the past. Don't let these people make these stories up like this to keep us all riled up. Riled up like 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 riled up like raccoons trying to get a lid off a gas or garbage can. Stop that. We gotta stop it. Jewish, black, Latino, Mexican, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, Chinese. If you in this country, you are American. We gotta stop letting folks tell us apart with these lies like this. And we have to get off of these system, off of these, of these propagating false narrative medias like the Facebooks, like the YouTubes. Y'all can't live without YouTubes and Facebooks. One of my favorite podcasts now, he's under attack. He called himself getting him a good deal on another platform. He's supposed to have more freedom on the new platform he signed up for. Because they put all that money in front of his face. He was doing just he was doing fine just the way he would, but they put all that media money in his face and promised him that he was gonna have total control of his show. Uncensored. And now now they try to get him off the now they, now they try to ban him. My favorite podcast. 
<laughs> Excuse me, Lord, listen to his show. Now he under attack. He he on this show apologizing for something he said. Let me tell you something. If you have a podcast and it's a private podcast, it's freedom of speech. But like I tell y'all, when you own when you own somebody else's platform, you got them terms and conditions you gotta abide by. So you can't get mad if they if they, they shut you down. If you say something about the homo the, the homosexual people out there, and some homosexual out there don't like what you say, they can try to shut you down or ban you. Because you on other folks' platform. But see, he was fine the way he was. But he let that money entice him. And so he, he gets little people, gave him all this money and made all them promises to him that he would have uh, creative control, nothing to change. He won't be censored. Now he's being censored. And the new company that he worked for, the people that work for him, is threatening, is threatening, is mad, and want to go through all his episodes and censor him. But his platform is so big, my thinking was to myself, I'm thinking to myself, if your platform is this big and you making all this money, why do you have to be on YouTube? Why do you have to be on Facebook? Why do you have to be on Spotify? What goes through my head when I be thinking about this internet thing is, I'm saying to myself, well, somebody created MySpace. Somebody created Facebook. You mean to tell me you can't create your own website? You can't you, you can't host your own show on your own website where you can say anything you want to say. You got a big enough platform now to where people are going to follow you wherever you go. So why do you have to be on here? You can make one app. You can make an app and go on and, and go on the Apple, right? Or iTunes somewhere. You can make one app. And they can download your app for free. And anytime you have a show come out, they press that button. They, they, they type that, they tap that icon on your phone and your podcast come up. <clears throat> That's just like my little podcast. See, what I did was I got thinking one day, I, you know, because they always say, oh, everybody talk about building an app, right? I say, well, you know what? It got to be an easier way and more economic way, you know, to uh, to put your podcast or your website on your desktop or on your phone home screen instead of creating, spending thousands of dollars to make an app. So I got to do some research on, on the Internet, and it was real easy. I have a web. I created my own website. I can say what I want to say. You can you can go to your settings on your phone. Put you can go to my website. Go to your settings, and you can tap that button and copy that settings. You can go in the set when you go to my website. You can go to settings, tap that button, and you can and say home screen, and you can put my website on your home screen. So whenever you want to listen to my little pie talks, you just tap that button on your home screen. You don't have to go to Facebook. You don't have to go to iTunes. You don't have to go to none of that stuff. You just tap that button. You just type that icon on your phone, and my pie, my pie talk come right up. And I'm thinking to myself, well, why can't these other folks with these big platforms do that? 
Why they got why they gotta conform to somebody else's platform and then get mad when that platform take them down? Because you signed up for that. You're on a platform. Like my last pat Patrick, I'll tell y'all about emails. Don't get mad because when you go online, you see advertising pop up. Stuff that you've been thinking about, you've been talking to your friend about before you even know it, a pop-up trying to sell you something. Because you have gotten their email addresses and stuff for free. Ain't nothing free. And I can't figure it out for the life of me. All these big podcasters that I enjoy, why don't these folks, instead of getting the app, building the app, just have folks pin the doggone uh, website to their home screen. That's all it is. Pinning, that's what it is. It's called pinning the website to your home screen. You go to my website, you go into your settings, and you'll see something that says pin to home screen. Click that and go back to your home screen and you'll see my website right there. Press that button. You can listen to my website that you want to. You don't have to go on no uh, 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 Facebooks. You don't have to go on no Twitters and all that kind of stuff. Because them people is taking all y'all information. Them people is helping to propagate lies. Them, them platforms chooses winners and losers. They choose what information to let go, and they choose what information to stop. They buy us. And you know what? I'm not mad at them because it's their platform. If you get what I'm trying to say, is they whenever you got using somebody as a platform, it's their platform. If they want you to vote Democrat and show you all Democrat stuff, and if they want to show you all the conspiracy stuff that's against Donald Trump and Republicans, then... They can do that. It's their platform. You can't get mad about that. You get mad because somebody say something, say something that they, 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 they don't take down, and then you get mad at something that they do take down, but it's their platform. But what I tell people all the time out here is that get your own. Anybody go to Squarespace and build their own website. Host their own content. Now you say to yourself, well, how you going to advertise stuff like that? Let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to go back to old-fashioned grassroots. When you plant a seed in the ground, you plant one seed in the ground. Plant a seed in this hole. Let me when you plant a seed in the ground, you plant it one seed, one hole at a time. And you get a whole field. See, we want to think instantly these days. We want to instantly be famous. But if we start working together as podcasters, everybody promote each other. Like that one boy who I like, who I say he in trouble right now because he went to Spotify. I watched him over the years and I watched all his friends. How people that he knows start getting into podcasting. Each time I was on his show, he said, man, you need to start your podcast. And that person started a podcast. And now all his friends got podcasts, and they all doing good because they promote each other. And see, this is the problem with the black community. Black community don't support each other like that. You don't want a man to be bigger than you, so you don't have support. Him. But I watched this boy and his friends, how they network and support each other.
And I listen to all the boys pod talk. But that's how you do it. You form a network. We always waiting for somebody else to gather us together. You know, we wait, we wait for these companies to gather us together. Like I just got an email today from now Amazon having a podcast. Amazon asking me, do I want to put my podcast on a platform? I deleted the email. And then I went to Amazon online and I looked up Amazon Pocket because that could have been a fake email that they sent me. I wouldn't click it on no link in that email. Delete the email, then I went to Amazon uh, uh, Amazon Podcast, and they, and they are starting their own podcast. They haven't released anything yet because they're still gathering gathering folks together who want to be on their platform. I really live in terms and conditions. Then I got, I got out of it because I don't want to be on Amazon platform. Because if I'm on Amazon platform, now I'm opening myself up to Amazon rules. I want to grow my little pie talk, but they say organically. See, I want to be able to talk about some of the things that I want to talk about with somebody sensing me. Now, me, myself, I don't do no cussing on my, I try to do no cussing on my little pie talk here. And when I did talk about something, just my opinion. But and, and, and I'm not on all the platform stuff because I can't deal with all them. Uh, gender pronouns and all this new age stuff, stuff you can't say and you can't say. I'm old school. Things. See, also people want to judge people today. You know, they want to judge people today. But see, a long time ago, we did things a certain way. So now, how you gonna tell old folks that you gotta do things our way now? You can't judge me by your standard. You haven't lived long enough. You 20 years old, 20 years old, and you trying to make these rules, uh, these new rules, and you want old folks to try to buy by them. You ain't lived long enough. Now we doing like these Black Lives Matter kids. Talk to some older black folks today about race. They can tell you real stories about race. But they also tell you today how things got better, how things improved. And they also tell you today with this Black Lives Matter stuff how we didn't reverse back in time. Everything people worked hard for, these young kids just pissing, just, just throwing it all away with their recklessness. And what did he get in return? You burned down your neighborhood and still look the same way it did a year from now. Go to Detroit, riots in the 60s. Detroit still messed up. Go to some places in California, watch from the riot. Places still messed up. Ain't nothing changed. And they still riding in Detroit and in California. Something they did in the 60s. So what changed? Ten of your community. What changed with 10 of your community? You gotta live there. Anybody gonna rebuild your community and you tear it up? And then 20, 30 years later, your community still look the same. Come on, you got these young folks just tearing everything up. That folks work hard to try to build and change. Because we listening to conspiracy theories. Old Trump, he this. He don't like black people. Let me tell y'all something. In the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, black rappers love Trump. Every song back in the day, I'm stacking money like Trump. Everything. Trump was in... Trump probably was in a million rap records. All blacks love Donald Trump. Trump. All of a sudden now, 
Oh, Trump this, Trump that. I listen to this one boy, this young boy, they in a boot building in the in some hood in Chicago somewhere else, and he was like, "Up Donald Trump." And now this kid probably maybe 22, 23 years old. He don't know nothing about Donald Trump. He don't know nothing about the history or nothing about none. Because the boy asked him about what are some of the things that you don't like about Trump. He couldn't articulate one thing that he didn't like about Trump. All that he know is he don't like Trump. You know why? Because he listened to stuff like Black Lives Matter. He listened to stuff on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. He could if you can't articulate one thing about something you don't like about somebody, then you don't have an opinion. You don't have an opinion. The boy couldn't articulate not one thing me, that he didn't like about Donald Trump. That was amazing to me. I'm like, man, my son, but how you don't like Trump? That he don't know why he don't like him. Because like I say, I remember back in the late 90s, late 80s and 90s, everybody, everybody was rapping about Trump. Everybody loved wanting to be like Donald Trump. Now all of a sudden, y'all don't like Trump? Not because of something you can articulate, but because of something that you heard on Instagrams or Facebook somewhere, your own little circle. You see, nobody can have dialogue these days. That none of I'm not on these platforms. You can't have dialogue. I can't have opinion, and you have opinion. And I give you my opinion like my opinion. All of a sudden now, you want to ban me. Well, you can't ban me. All that you can do is just stop listening to my little pie talking. Don't like listen to my little pie talk anyway because I don't make no sense. But my whole thing is with these conspiracies that we didn't let the outside world into America's business. And then the outside world with their little false stories and narratives our, our so-called journalists Fix these stories up and use these false stories and narratives as weapons in the politics to influence folks' mind, to get us separated and divided. A house divided by itself can't stand. And I ain't no religious man, but that is so true. You gotta watch what you put in your head. Like all the 9-11 false conspiracy theories. You know, uh, kids being trafficked. Now, I've said to myself, they say kids being trafficked. I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard personally. Do anybody out there know a kid that got stolen? Think, sit down and think to yourself. Do you know any kid here in America that got stolen? But you hear all these stories about lies about uh, there was all these kids in the, at the when Trump wanted to build a wall. Trump had held up all these kids at the border of Mexico, separated the kids from the mom. That was a stone lie. Then you heard the story about the fetuses, all the all the dead, all all the fetuses that were that, that, that were being used for some experiment. All that stuff was a lie. But it was being propagated like the truth. These were stories that these folks were like QAnon made up. It was a lie. Oh, they hit, oh, they separating kids from, from the mothers at the border down there. That was a lie. Believe all this stuff. 
Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook wasn't real. Sandy Hook was fake. It was just a, that was a lie. Sandy Hook was real. Matter of fact, I was in Delaware at the time. But people trying to propagate these false stories to divide people. And not so much to divide. To get advertising dollars. If people can make a money by telling you a lie to get you hooked, where you come to their little website and they can sell you something for a lie, that's all they care about. Now you propagating that lie, that's on y'all. But the only thing they want you, they want to tell you a good story to get you there. That's what good storytellers do. Good storytellers tell you a good story to get you there. And when they get you there, now they want to sell you something. But that's my little rant. I hope y'all uh, got something out of this queuing on. Now I'm going to be doing a little bit more on this. Because this was very interesting to me. Now y'all go back and y'all listen to that also. See, and I want y'all to be weary of some of the things that you listen to and where you listen to things at. Some people listen to CNN. Some people listen to MS, MSN, whatever, MSBC, or whatever, them little, them, little, little, them little Fox News, all that stuff. All that stuff is propaganda. I know folks, they just sit there all day and look at Fox News. Some folks sit there all day and look at CNN. Is you crazy? You believe what them people say? And a lot of people get they, they get their information from this QAnon. They take stories from this QAnon and they propagate it on CNN, the MSNs, the Fox News. They propagate these same stories that QAnon bring out, these lies. They propagate. And you get folks sit there all day and listen and look at this junk. Looking at these junk. And then they get on them Facebook and Instagram and be texting. Yeah, this, 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 this. I seen this on Fox News or CNN. All that garbage. Just divide America. Propaganda. Propaganda. Go listen, go back to that episode I did on, on Edward Bernay, the father of propaganda. He probably rolled his grave laughing and smiling right now. He said, Boy, I wish I knew this internet thing was coming on. Boy, my propaganda tool that I set in motion is really doing a good job on America these days. Let me tell you, ask you something before I get off this little talk here. What kind of news do we hear coming out of South Korea right now? None. What kind of news do we hear coming out of Russia right now? None. What kind of news do we hear coming out of China right now? None. What kind of news do we hear coming out of England right now? None. What kind of propaganda do we hear coming out of Germany right now? None. What kind of propaganda do we hear coming out of Australia right now? None. Everybody's looking at this fool over here. Us. Ain't nobody else telling they be. Do you think everything peaceful in their countries? No things ain't peaceful over there. But you don't hear about it, do you? But everybody watching us act a fool on each other because we have freedom of speech. Let me tell y'all something. There's just my opinion on, on this election here. Y'all vote who you want to. But I look at the Democrats and the best that they can offer the American people is Biden. 
Dang near 80 year old man that can't stay asleep. This is what they offer the American people from the Democrats. You had a lot of good candidates, like that guy from Hawaii. I like that guy from Hawaii. That white guy from Hawaii, I liked her. Democrats didn't choose her. Democrats pick. I don't want to disrespect the man because he did have some good services that he performed for the country and some horrible ones also. But they picked an almost 80-year-old man to run for office that can't even speak, that forget his lines, that don't even know where to teleprompt at. This is what the Democrats give the American people. Now, do y'all think a fellow like that is going to be coherent enough to run the country or to listen to his advisors. No. Whether you're looking at it in Biden, I hate to say it, you're looking at a puppet. Somebody who can be controlled. This is the reason why that if I was to vote today, I wouldn't vote Democrat. Because this is like a slap in my face. That this is the best that you can offer the American people is almost an 80 year old man that needs to be retired and relaxing in his old age. You had good young folks in that Democratic Party that would have been much better candidates. Like I say, I like that guy from Hawaii. But they didn't choose. They chose an 80 year old man that they, that, that they can control. And it's, and, and it's a shame. It's a shame on the Democrats for giving some, giving us some type, giving a candidate like that. It's a shame. Now, people talk about Trump. Hey, Trump say some crazy things. <laughs> I say crazy things too. But you know what? Personally, besides the social stuff. It's business as usual in Washington, D.C. Plain and simple. I don't care who you put in there. It's business as usual. But to me, Biden is a slap in the face for the Democrats that they would put a candidate like that in front of our face and then try to clean him up and make him prop him up. It's a shame. It's, that is strictly disrespectful for what that party did. They had much better candidates than they could have threw up. Like I said, that girl, Hawaii. I can't say the name because I don't say names. I say Biden because, you know, those are, you know, those are, they're, they're our two candidates, Biden and Trump. But that girl from Canada, that girl from Hawaii, I like that girl, that girl. But Democrats ain't choose her. They choose somebody who can't stay awake. <laughs> what Trump called him, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Boy, I like Trump. What Trump is talking stuff. Boy, I like Trump. I ain't got nothing against Trump. Like I said, like I tell y'all, in, in, in the late 80s and 90s, blacks loved Trump. Trump was in almost every rap song. And if you, and if you ask me to articulate something that I don't like about Trump, I can't articulate anything. I just know what I know. The things that I don't know, I can't articulate. The only thing I know is my full weight, my full one. 401k doing pretty good since Trump been in office before the virus hit. I ain't been shot by no police. I pay my bills. I do what I do what I do. I live pretty decent. I go to work every day. 
So, I mean, I know everybody ain't in that position, but you have to look at your position, do something for yourself. You got to stop asking other people to help you sometimes. You know, like I know people hate, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, sometimes you got to try to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Everybody in the world ain't going to make it. Some of us going to make it. Some of us not going to make it. That just is plain, simple truth. But I can only look out for myself and what part of my little family that I can control because I can't control nothing. But far as Trump to me, just like when Obama was in office, what Obama tell y'all? Obama said when he became president, Obama told the white folks, he said, I'm your president too. He said, I'm everybody president. And that's how I feel about Trump. Trump, right now, Trump is our president. And I stand behind our president 100%. 100%. Is he perfect? No. Was Obama perfect? No. Was Bush perfect? No. Was Clinton perfect? No. None of them are perfect. But what's important is the economy. How the economy is doing. Now, some, well, I can't articulate some things. One thing that I don't particularly care about what I heard, I don't know how true it's going to be when Trump was talking about Social Security and, and uh, privatized Social Security. I don't like that. Some of his trade, what he, some of his trade war stuff, I don't too much care, particularly care for that either. But I don't know all the details about it. Some of the race, race, race relation things, you state mayors and governors, that, that have, that's happening in y'all state. You want the president to get involved in a shooting in your in, in your little city or your little your little neighborhood? You want the president to get involved? Like Trump said one time, and I heard him say, he said, if any of the mayors or the governors, you know, need federal assistance, call me. Like talking about Chicago. Call me. I come, I take, I take care of all the killers of Chicago South Side. And that black mayor in Chicago, but now he, he ain't coming to our city. And she ain't doing nothing to try to curb the violence down there. They killed that one black rapper boy down in the Gold Coast of Chicago. She ain't did nothing. And Trump said, if they need me, I'll roll in. Just ask for my help. Stop blaming Trump if somebody gets shot in your neighborhood, your community. That's for your, the mayor of that city to deal with, the governor of that state, and whoever the county legislature is. That's local. Y'all deal with that. Now, stop blaming Trump for them. You want Trump to do it? Trump got to run the country from the top level. And if your mayors and your governors, if they need help, they they, they can ask Trump and the federal government. Trump and them ain't got, they got no problem rolling in them black vans. But look at that my little rant. I know I was talking about conspiracy theory. I went all off, but y'all know me. When I get to talk about something, I just talk about it, man. But it's just stuff out here, man. We just, all these conspiracy theories. And me, myself, I do get caught up in them also. But this little listener talk here made me realize a lot about myself when I listen to these conspiracy theories now. See, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna just take them so lightly now. I'm not gonna be regurgitating them with somebody else now. Now, if it's something really interesting, in, I'm gonna deep dive into it. But other than that, they fun to talk about, but don't take them serious. Especially when you don't know where they're coming from. So I should like to thank y'all, like I always do, and let me tell y'all, I'll tell y'all again about this Alec Bradley Coyo. Good stick. Good stick. Go to your local cigar spot first. 
See if they got this Alec Bradley Koyo. If they ain't got it, then go online and see I hold to somewhere like that and see if y'all get something for your humidor. All right? Now, I'm going to get on out of here now to go on enough of y'all time. And like I tell y'all always in closing, y'all take care of everybody out there. More importantly, y'all take care of yourself first. All right now.